Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. Watch those who are in your care and they become alive with a fresh passion as the anointings on their life are revealed, encouraged, and released. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's I-H-I-M-T-V.com. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today as we talk about teacher pitfalls. What we want to look at here today are things that as a teacher, or if you have a teaching ministry, gifts of teaching, these are some things that you want to watch out for so that you can ensure a maximum level of effectiveness in your ministry. You want the best ministry. You want people to be impacted, affected. You want to be able to, to um, make a, a splash for God's kingdom, right? So you want to watch out for these pitfalls. That's what we're looking at today. I want to start by reading Romans chapter 2, verses 18 to 21. It says, You know his will and approve the things that are essential, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one shall not steal, do you steal? So here we have a scenario of people who felt that they were wise and good teachers. They had all knowledge, um, yet they were not practicing what they were preaching or, in this case, what they were teaching. Uh -huh. And as with everything, you run into that in every level. But we're looking at teachers. Um, this could be governmental or ministerial, but we're looking at that. And so the Bible refers to them as, since that's what we're going to start with, false teachers. And there are key indicators of that. And sometimes you wonder how, yeah, I had an experience and I got swept up and caught into it because charisma, because not charisma, the company, or the, the ministry, <laughs> charisma, uh, personality, uh, being drawn in um, isolation, all these type of things. So um, there's different reasons, but let's just look at it in its basic form the best that we can, and we're going to be talking about that. And one of the things that probably jumps into our head real fast is uh, false teachings of any form brings people into legalism. Yes, which is really um, following a set of man's rules instead of God's Ties you up principles. more than frees you. Yes. Brings you into bondage. Mm -hmm. um, false teachers, th these could be legitimate people with legitimate gifts and callings on their lives. Yeah. But the false comes in because their hearts were not yielded to God because they've, they've gone beyond what God was speaking. And um, 
there's been corruption in their character. Agendas that are, yes. are um, yeah, for so, control. So this legalism can come in, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, other things is it brings upset or division to families and groups. You know, when there's division and tearing families apart and groups apart, there's some false teaching going Setting on. brother against brother. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about in the body. Yeah. Teaching wrongly for sordid gain. I said grain. Sordid gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole reasoning. Um, um, we're not just talking about, you know, having money is bad. No, we're not talking about that. The, the whole thing is it, we're teaching wrongly. We're not teaching what we know is right. We're doing things because we're paid off. We want something. We're trying to get something of some type of worldly wealth, which which is fine. But at this point, what we're talking about is not because you step away from your the standards and the excellence of the word of God. You're twisting things in order to achieve something by an ill-gotten ma- means, really. So let me, and it consumes you. Let me uh, cut a little close to the bone here. So what about teachers or leaders who are teaching, whether they're in a pastor position or a teacher position, but they're teaching based on what they're being told to teach by maybe a board of individuals who are telling them you're going to lose your job or your position if you don't teach what we tell you to teach in so many words. That's a dangerous place to get into because I know it's your livelihood. I understand that if, if you're a pastor in the position of a pastor, you're a leader and you're teaching people, but you're being told that you can only teach certain things or you're teaching, like the Bible says, to, to tickling ears, you know, you're, you're just kind of getting in there to make people feel good. So you don't lose your job. That's, that's really what we're talking about here too. Not just right. to gain money, but maybe to not lose your job or so at that, compromise. At that point, you have to say, is this worth my life being consumed by this place right here in these groups of people? Yeah, because you're, t- God you're tipping over. Things for me? If you cave to that, you're tipping over into false teaching. And that's, it's hard to hear, I right, know. Because you're not able to bring out what the Lord's been speaking to you because they don't want to hear what the Lord's speaking. Right. Well, we don't believe in that. Right. Well, then what are you doing there? Take it to a people that you can teach and raise up. And I know I just said that quickly, but we can have those conversations later if you need to get a hold of us. Um, teaching from wrong desires, wrong motives that we just touched. Yeah, that. This, this kind of flows. Even people who, you know, pet doctrines, pet doctrines, things that you want dogma that's not really. These are pitfalls we got to watch yeah, out for. Yeah, it's really, again, teaching more man's doctrines, man's things uh, that, that falls in line with. So, you know, when you hear people teaching, when you hear teachers, and there is a plethora of teachers online, you can get teaching any time of day. There's enough teaching online for you to listen to every moment of every day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of teaching out there. Yep. Don't just gobble it all up, people. You need to be discerning because there are people out there who have wrong motives, who are teaching doctrines of man, not doctrines of God. And it's a dangerous place to be. There are false teachers, people out there who are just saying what people want to hear and not telling truth. Take God's name on it. Yes. You know, to say, oh, Christians are a bunch of gullibles, you know. Uh, Another thing is when... If you're able to know a individual a bit closer, a pitfall can be having a hireling mentality. 
and just there, just doing a job, don't ask any more of me. That's a pitfall and a teacher can can fall in that just like as well as any yes. of the other ministries that we've been mentioning in these podcasts. It just becomes a duty for whatever you're getting out of it, if you're getting yeah. paid or... Just whatever. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's a pitfall. Don't want to get stuck in yes. it because it really does affect your ability to teach and your anointing. Yeah, another life. another sign of false teachers is um, evil fruit. Look at the fruit, my friends. Look at the fruit. If they're introducing destructive heresies. Let me read this verse in Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. Jesus said, I have a few things against you. He was talking to one of the churches. Because you have, because you have there some who hold the teaching of Balaam, who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel to eat things, sacrifice to idols, and to commit acts of immorality. What basically is saying is putting stumbling blocks. And that's a pitfall. We start right off with the legalism and everything. They're really stumbling blocks. And you know what? Whoa. I'm telling you, there's a lot of there's a lot of judgment on the fivefold ministries, really, because of your influence on people. You're judged. You open your mouth. It absolutely amazes me. And I know I may be getting on my little uh, soapbox here for a minute, but it absolutely amazes me at the people who are so eager to put slap titles on them. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, uh, evangelist. They they want the title. They want to be bishop. They want to be, you know, well, all of these titles. Sharing. But they don't understand the the level of responsibility that they've just stepped into when they do that. And man, mm -hmm. if you're not graced for it, don't want to be something that you're not. It's not less than to be something different than someone else because it's who God called you to be. You put a stumbling block in front of someone to make them sin. Yeah. yeah. That's that's harsh. Holy judgment. Spirit's coming after yeah. you in, in not a pleasant way. Yes. Yep. yep. In fact, that, that leads me right into, we, we talked about false teachers. So, you false know, you teachers. as a people need to take personal responsibility. Yes, I understand that some who are young in the Lord, we depend on teachers in the church, in the churches to help us to grow. And it's hard sometimes to recognize those who are teaching false truths. But you get to a certain point in your in your spiritual growth, you need to take personal responsibility. Go study it out for yourself. Don't just swallow everything that people are saying. What do we always say? If it makes you mad or glad, go oh. look it up yourself. Same thing with these podcasts. <laughs> when you make right. you mad or glad, you keep studying That's it out right. yourself. So, and I'm not yep. saying this because there's a lot of bad teachers no, out there, no, but there ones. are some bad teachers out there. The Bible tells us that in the last days, there's going to be more of those itching ear teachers who just say what you want to hear and they coddle you and they give you all this, you know, stuff that's going to keep you locked in, keep you deceived. And you don't want that. So definitely take responsibility to study for yourself as a, as a believer. But let's, let's flip back to teachers now, though. On the other hand, as a teacher, you have to be accountable. And this is a big stumbling block I find um, for, for teachers is that we, we tend to have a lack of accountability because we are the teacher. We know more than everybody else. And we have this knowledge and revelation that you don't have. And it's very easy to get the pride come in mm -hmm. and to not be accountable. But we have to understand as teachers, number one, that um, we are accountable to our, our listeners, the learners. 
in in uh, John 7, 17, it talks about that, that for someone who's hearing truth, that the Holy Spirit needs to bear witness in their spirit. So I, I need to be accountable with what I am teaching so that it will bear witness with those who are hearing and, and listening. So I'm first accountable to my learners. The Bible actually says, I didn't look up this verse, but man, this was a good one that says, you know, beware those of you who want to teach because there's going to be harsher judgment. And I know that's the Amy translation because I don't have it word for word. I don't have that one memorized, but uh, go look it up. Okay. There is harsher judgment on those who James have 3, 1. the responsibility. Is that the one in there? Oh yes, it is. James 3, 1. You're held to stricter judgment for that. So we're accountable not only to our, our, hearers, but we're accountable to God, most importantly, and we're accountable to our point of covering. It says that in that verse of James 3, 1, where it talks about we need to have a covering. So whether it's the leader of the church that we operate in and from, or um, whether it's a leader of our organization, an overseer, our apostle, we need to be accountable to our covering and to God, because we will be faced with stricter judgment if we do not teach the truth or if we become that stumbling block to someone that's pretty harsh. And I know I'm, I'm like speaking pretty hard here, but I want you to understand as a teacher, it's all well and good to be the one up front, giving all, all the information, having all the answers. Well, you don't have all the answers, but having the answers that you have, don't make it up. Be accountable, study, study, study. Study to show yourself approved, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed. You know that verse. As a teacher, you should know that verse. So we need to make sure that we are in the right place, that what we're speaking is God's truth. Another pitfall is the tendency to be uh, elite. Elitism, we call it. Um, we're the only ones with the truth. And we start teaching a what we call the negative gospel. What everyone else believes is wrong. We don't preach what we believe necessarily. In that way, we tear down what everyone else believes. And that's a form of elitism. Uh, if you're not with us, you're against us. You don't have the truth. Thank God I'm so holy. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> well, it's going to be awful lonely if that's the way they're thinking. But that is a downfall. And it's subtle and it can come in. And again, it is coupled with pride. So these are things that are not of the Holy Ghost, not of God, and they can get into our lives. So we got to be careful of that. Um, we just get on fire with the message that we receive and we teach. And sometimes we can tend to be a little bit, well, if you're not seeing what I'm seeing, mm. oh, wait till I get to the prophetic. It's going to be awesome. Okay. <laughs> I know. Definitely a dangerous place to be, though. Um, another one is, oh, this is my, oh, boy. This is the one that I've... Go for it. Here's your soapbox. Your turn. I have faced this many times. I've faced individuals with this many times. Um, God has taught me a lot with this. I've had to learn how to protect and handle myself as well as protect others around me. And that is the pitfall of being quarrelsome and argumentative. Yes, teachers or people who think they know the word to such a high degree of whatever in their own mind. Again, we're talking about people that are tipping over the edge a little bit here. Okay. They are quarrelsome, argumentative about the word of God. Uh, I will tell you right now, I've learned, I walk away. I don't care who they are. I stop the conversation. 
I hang up. Uh, there's just no way I'm going to be. It's a form of a lion and a tiger. It has claws that will tear you and rip at other fabrics of ministry and people's lives. It is a lion. Unless I'm protecting someone else, I will slay it. But other than that, if it's just me and that individual, whatever, in that sense, Second Timothy chapter 2, 24, uh, Paul, Paul says, you be rather be kind and be patient and even when you're wronged. And he's going on and on and, you know, talking about all those things about don't be arguing with those and going after vain things and vain arguments and, and all that kind of stuff. That's a pitfall. It's um, sometimes it's an immaturity and other times it is a characteristic flaw. It is part of the character of the individual is because there is a insecurity and uh, unteachableness there. And pride. And pride know comes everything. in. Pride comes in. These other, those other things, they come on and um, it just begins to uh, build a bastion or a fort around them uh, um, that is pr quite ab abrasive. And um, yeah, it's almost, it's, it's over the top. It's a little too much and it just gets into other people's lives. Again, it's controlling and manipulating others mm -hmm. around them. It's quite hard. Keep in mind, teacher, if you have to argue to get across your point for someone to listen to you, know that they've already stopped listening to you yeah. and they're only arguing back, trying to get you convinced of their point. So that never accomplishes The teachable learning. moment is gone. Yeah. There, there's no learning there. So that's why you have to close your mouth. You've got to stop talking yeah. um, because that does not accomplish anything. And it's easy because when you're a teacher, you're usually a studier, you're a person of knowledge and it... I know as a teacher myself, it irks me when someone's wrong. And and this was a point of pride that I had to deal with. And probably Matt would say sometimes still deal with, I have to be right. I don't have to always be right. And the, the reality is I'm not always right. But man, when I get, I don't know, this is recorded now, Matt has evidence against me. But you know, when, when I get to that point where I've got to keep proving my point, proving that I'm right, I'm in a wrong place. I got to take a step back and do some heart work before I'm ready to teach again. Another pitfall. Um, I still have a couple more that I want to talk about. Um, one is just regurgitation of information. What does that look like? Well, you've got some people who they're called to teach, but they don't put in the effort of study. They, they just, and trust me, there is great information out there. There are great books out there, men and women of God who have written amazing things. Be a reader. If you're going to be a teacher, be a reader. Okay. But this is what, where the pitfall lies is where if we get to a point where we never do our own work, we're always just reteaching or regurgitating what someone else has done. Um, then we're not really teaching because it hasn't become experienced truth. And the best teachers are the ones who teach from experienced truth. And so, yes, no, that's, that's not to say that I, I read a great book that someone wrote. It changes my life. It really impacts me. I want to take truths from that. I'm going to give them credit, um, you know, where I got the truth, but I, I'm going to share that because it's become experienced. And that happens on occasion. I teach other people stuff that's so impactful and that's really um, touched me and changed me. And I know that it can touch others, but I can't do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm not growing, I'm not changing, and I have to take personal responsibility as a teacher to step out, to hear revelation, to study, to prepare, and and just regurgitating other information um, that often speaks to a lack of preparation. And it's important as a teacher that we be prepared. 
I've seen people who've, um, you know, thought they could just do it and they get up there and wing it and there's no preparation and they crash and burn. You know, your heart breaks for them, but at the same time, it's a good learning experience, hopefully, of the necessity of preparing and studying and getting yourself ready to present. That's, that's taking responsibility for your call and who you are. The last uh, pitfall that I want to talk about um, is as a teacher, okay, I'm, I'm just going to lay it all out there and be real with you. I am teacher. I love information. I'm very orderly, a very organized person with my information. Um, my closets are not totally organized, but my teachings are like point A, B, sub point one, two, you know, it's all laid out really organized and well. And I have this thing in me. And if, if you are a teacher, you will probably relate where it's like I, I go up to the pulpit or wh whatever my teaching scenario is. If I'm doing recordings that day and teaching videos, it's like I got to get through this information because every point is so important and every point gives such you know power. And if they miss a couple of points, it's not going to give them the whole picture. And, you know, I, I get very consumed sometimes or caught up in my information which yes, the information is important. I'm not saying it's not great information. However, this is my, one of my pitfalls is that I have to be careful not to get so consumed by the material, the information that I got to get this done, that I disconnect with the people along the way. If I disconnect, if I lose them, it doesn't matter how great my information is. No one's getting it. And it's just fallen on deaf ears. So it's really important not to get so caught up in the information, even, you know, and, and the Lord's really grown me in this area. I'm in the process of writing a book. I'm it's going to be releasing it uh, next month called propelled by crisis, just to help people uh, get through their crisis, not crushed, not pushed further back, but to get through their crisis strong and further ahead toward where the, the path that God has them on. And as I'm writing this book, it's, it's not even like I have no person in front of me that I'm writing for, but my heart keeps reaching out for those who are going through these struggles. And, and the Holy Spirit is bringing me connection with the people. And as I'm doing that, it's like, this is how truth connects. And it's, it's not just about the information. I thank God for the revelation that he's, that he gives teachers. I thank God that he pours that out, mm -hmm. but don't disconnect from the people. It's not about the information. It's about the people. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we got to remember that as teachers, it's about the people. Great podcast. Thanks, Amy. Hey, if you're listening to this for the first time, feel free to subscribe to whatever, uh, your favorite podcast media provider is and uh feel, always feel free to share these because it helps spreads the gospel and gets it out there we want to reach as many people as we can love you be blessed